The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. I'm just saying that because this will probably go on the podcast as well. But the question is, can a tenant run a business from your rental property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord? That's the question I'm going to answer. Because you know what? Running a business from, uh, if your tenant is running a business from a rental property that you own, it can actually impact and create risk and change a lot of things for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. Like, for an example, your mortgage, your insurances, any legislation and compliance with that legislation, the property itself, the neighbours around the area, and also the contract. There may well be breaches of contract in there too. And then obviously there's the business that the tenant is, um, is operating as well. And there's a difference, of course, between like a metal worker, a carpenter, or an artist, or an online shop owner, that sort of stuff. So in short, the answer is yes, a tenant can definitely run a business from your rental property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And uh, But I'm going to go into a bit more detail about it because there is a longer answer here. So I'm going to go through seven key things that you need to know about your tenant running a business. And this was a, uh, this was a request, actually. Someone emailed me asking me if I could do a video on this exact comment, uh, this exact topic. So if you want me to do a video or you want me to do a podcast on a particular subject, then just put a comment below somewhere around here, or you could just message me directly or email me. Um, but yeah, so the long answer is that well, the short answer is yes. The long answer is that there are seven things that you really need to know about your tenant running a business. And I'll also end this with probably the biggest thing that you've got to check before you allow a tenant to run a business from your property. And then at the end of this, you'll know exactly what you can and can't allow a tenant to do, exactly how you can refuse or accept a tenant from running a business from your property and uh, you'll know what you need to do. Now, the first thing to remember is that the tenant does have to ask you for permission to run a business from your property. Now, this is where it gets a bit confusing because there's a gray area here on this topic. The, yes, the tenant's got to ask for the landlord's permission, but also the landlord can't automatically refuse if it's a reasonable request. So what is a reasonable request? Who knows? Um, and that's the gray area. But the landlord and the tenants in this instance both have rights. So uh, in a minute, I'll show you how or when you are able to refuse and what you can refuse um, a tenant running a business for your property for. Uh, but before I do that, if you like my videos, then please, please, please hit like, hit subscribe and do subscribe to my videos. Leave me a comment. 
um, and share it so we can help as many landlords as possible. It really helps me make these videos and keep making these videos. If I get these comments and get these likes and things, it shows me that people are getting something from them. Now, businesses. Oh, thank you. Nice couple coming in straight away. Um, now, I'm obviously not talking about tenants running illegal businesses because weirdly enough, illegal businesses are illegal. Um, I will do another episode on how you can handle tenants that run illegal businesses from your properties. Uh, but right now we're talking about legitimate businesses. Um, and there's probably a lot of you that have this situation. Now, let's start off with the use of the property. Now, of course, the property is a residential dwelling. It's a residential property. So at least 60% of the property must be kept and used as living accommodation or kept and used as residential accommodation. And to give you a very rough generic example of that, if you've got a three bedroom house that's got two reception rooms, a kitchen and a bathroom, then I'd probably say that the tenant can only use a maximum of two bedrooms or two rooms for their business. Now, of course, that will also include a garage. If there's a garage, they can use that as a workshop. They can use a room as an office. They can use another room as storage of stock, things like that. Um, but there are a few things that you will definitely need to remember if there are stock involved. I'll cover those in a second too. Um, the next thing to know is that, as I mentioned just now, the land, the tenant does need to get landlord's permission. Now, you'll need to, I guess, confirm that it won't affect you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, in other areas because you will also need to go and get permission. So not only does the tenant have to ask the landlord for permission, the landlord will also have to ask for permission from other people. Like, for an example, your mortgage lender. Now, there are some lenders that if you state that the tenant is operating a business in the property, that may well change your mortgage term or sorry, mortgage terms. It may well change the rates that are being applied to the mortgage. It might, in a very small number of cases, result in the mortgage lender withdrawing from the property, which is a bad thing. It's very rare. That may well not happen. But if it requires... If you have to get permission from your mortgage uh, mortgage lender and that changes your mortgage in some way, then that is a definite thing you'll need to check. But there's also your insurance. Now, there are some insurance providers that will state that they will not cover you or your property if your tenant is running a business from the tenant from the property. Now, there may well be some clauses within that. But for an example, you might not be covered from damage to the property if the tenant is running a business and that damage was caused by that business the tenant is running. We all know insurers hate paying out. So bear that in mind. The quickest way to do that is just to contact your mortgage provider, contact your insurance provider and just say, hey, what are the consequences or what are the requirements if my tenant is running a legitimate business from the property? Right now, I will talk about in a second about when you can refuse a tenant running a business from your property. Um, but first, the, the most common businesses that you'll probably come across are things like home offices um, and stuff like that. You know, generally speaking, it's going to be a tenant running a business from a computer, just like, well, I'm, I'm actually in my office, so that was a terrible example. But um, a couple of things to look out for with home offices, first of all. Um, 
If you've included the bills in your home office, then there could be an increase for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And there are loads of landlords that provide a property with bills included. Certainly HMO landlords and student landlords do that quite a lot. Um, now, there could be an increase in costs. There could also be, for an example, if you provide broadband, there could be a, uh, an increased usage of bandwidth and an increased usage of the overall allowance um, of your data allowance and so on. Now, you know, I would probably say that home offices are going to be least risk to the property itself. Uh, depends on what the, the tenant is going to do as their business. But do you know what? One thing to look out for, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, I heard of a tenant who ran a, uh, a Bitcoin mining business. And if you don't know what Bitcoin mining is, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency and you can buy or hire pretty intense machinery and equipment to mine Bitcoin. Um, and he was running this tenant was running this business from a rental property. And the tenancy contract that the landlord had in place with that tenant included bills. And there were no other clauses to protect that. The landlord just had a clause in that contract that says bills will be included. And, you know, if you know of Bitcoin and mining Bitcoin, then it's a real extreme use of electricity. The equipment is full on intense. And the landlord ended up paying out a fortune in electricity and there was no argument against it. It was in the contract. It didn't state that the tenant had to have a limit or wasn't allowed to do this or that. Um, now I think I went to court, actually. I'm not sure. But my, my letting agency wasn't wasn't managing that property, so I couldn't tell you. But the point is, is that that landlord didn't have protection against that clause and the tenant started running a Bitcoin mining business. And that was that. And I, I should probably say, by the way, if you are a landlord and you want to talk about finding a tenant for your property or you want to talk with my lettings team about managing your rental property, then you could just email me or you can message me or you can comment below. I'll just get in touch with you and we'll talk about it. Another very common home business for a tenant would be online shops. And there's a couple of things to remember here. If they are operating an online shop, it might not be a bad thing, to be honest, but if they're holding stock at your property, if they're home, but your property, right? If they're holding stock, is that stock insured? Is it safe? Because you'll need to check that out. If there are deliveries coming in and out of the building, what's that going to do for the surrounding area? What's that going to do for the property? Um, are they retailing from that property? Now, off the top of my head, if they are actually retailing from that property or providing a retail um, premises from your property, that's a big no. You'll need to check with the council if they're, if they're doing that or they asked to do that. You'll need to check with the council about planning consent because you may well need permission for that. And in fact, I remember a landlord going back some time here, but a landlord who was running an online shop um, from the property. It was just a simple online shop with like leather stuff, if I remember right. Oh, no, sorry, it was car parts, wasn't it? That's right. And he was running an online car parts shop. And he, the tenant just disappeared. The tenant done a runner and left the house full of car parts. And we're talking about bumpers and wheels and spoilers and steering wheels. All this stuff was just filled the house up. Crazy. I mean, luckily, it wasn't things like food products or building materials, things like that it could have been far worse. But um, 
But anyway, there was a cost to the landlord of getting rid of that stuff. The landlord's not a re an online retailer. Landlord doesn't know what to do with these things. But either way, these are the things that you need to, to kind of work out. If it's going to be a shop, what's the stock situation? Is it going to be covered? And you know what? If the tenant leaves, what are you going to do, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord? You need to make sure that you are covered and protected. Now, another type of business there is workshops. So probably the most common here is going to be garage workshops. But there are also some uh, businesses that are operated from a tenant's property or a tenant's home that are in a room. Maybe they use their li living room to create things and build things and make things. But garage workshops, for an example, are quite common. And something that you would definitely need to check here is the, uh, the cause of noise, smells, uh, damage to the property. Now, if it's going to be a garage workshop, how are they getting things in and out of the garage? Is there going to be damage to the surrounding area, to the garden, to the entrances? Uh, and there's also wear and tear, of course. Um, but lastly, on that point, there's there's something to consider about the antisocial element of having a workshop. Like if they're pretty noisy, they use tools and equipment and so on that could cause issues to other uh, to your neighbours. Um, times of work that they're operating, if they're operating out of regular hours, there could well be some sort of antisocial impact there. And the first people that um, are going to receive the complaints are you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. Now, there are obviously other types of workshops like clinics or studios for, I know, hairdressing, makeup, treatments, massages, therapy, uh, personal training, that sort of stuff, yoga. Um, obviously, I'm a very avid yoga. No, I'm not. Uh, but there's loads of different things that can be done. And a lot of those are going to be indoors as well. Um, so again, same thing, antisocial, noise, smell, damage, uh, wear and tear, things like that. Just for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, just to make sure that you are either aware of those things, you have the right clauses in place in the contract to protect you against those things, and that the tenant understands what their responsibility is going to be. So I promised you I would tell you when you can refuse and what you can refuse. If there is an instance where your tenant asks you if they can run a business from your property, when can you refuse that? Well, look, the key word here is reasonable. <laughs> I know it sounds obvious, but it seems to be in law, this key word of reasonable. Now, if your tenant requests uh, permission for them to run a business from your property, and that's going to cause you to have to change your mortgage, then you do not have to accept. And it's probably the same with insurance as well. Um, but you do not have to ac accept your tenant's request to run a business from that property if it causes you to change your mortgage. Similarly, if you can provide reasonable evidence or a reasonable argument to say that there that this tenant running a business from your property will cause wear and tear to the property or, or damage to the property. For an example, you might have um, a hairdresser, for an example. There's going to be uh, hair products. There's going to be people in and out. Childcare is another or pet, uh, pets as well. Childcare, obvious one. Um, but pets, if people do pet sitting or um, some sort of service involving pets, then you could probably make a good argument to say that um, that will cause some sort of wear and tear and damage to the property. Now, I'm not saying you will reject it on those grounds, 
But what I'm saying is you will need to have some form of contractual agreement or some form of protection from the tenant causing that wear and tear to the property. Because generally speaking, if you're talking about people coming in and out um, and in a non-business environment, then that would go down as fair wear and tear. But if they're also in construction or they're artists and they're creating something, carpenters, blacksmiths, um, breeding animals, then you could probably state that there is a definite risk to your property from those types of businesses. Um, certainly, people don't tend to look into things like artists. Now, they use a lot of paints. They may be sculptures. They might be um, creating furniture from old furniture. There's going to be mess. There's going to be noise. There's going to be um, smells and so on and so on. Disruptions. There's going to be not just uh, sound disruption. There's going to be visual disruption as well if there are certain types of business. And these things can upset neighbours, cause a bit of antisocial behaviour, make things difficult. So the real question is, should you allow your tenant to run a business from your property? And that's the question, isn't it? Because there are going to be half of you that are watching this or listening to this, depending on what, what you're doing. There's going to be half of you that say, well, I would accept that. I would allow a, a, a fair business to be operated from the property. And there are going to be some of you that say, no, I don't want to get into any kind of risk. Well, I think risk is a strong word. Uh, obviously, it depends on the, the business. But hey, look, if it's a uh, an online computer-based business, then the chances are it's probably not going to cause damage to your property. But you still need to get some sort of contractual clarity so that the tenant knows what their responsibility is and you know what your responsibility is and both of you know what each other's responsibilities are. That's key in any situation with a tenant-landlord relationship. But there's a couple of things which I would argue why you probably should seriously consider allowing a tenant to run a business from your property. First of all, hey, look, correct me if I'm wrong. I'll be interested to hear what you think about this. But I think that it creates a longer term tenant. If the tenant, let's say the tenant is just a regular person, has a full time job and they decide to do a little bit on the side. I don't know, maybe an online shop, something like that. Uh, I think that's brilliant. Yes, they might have stock. Yes, they might have things like that coming in and out, but it kind of creates a long-term tenant. Um, it also, because they're going to establish a business, they're going to be able to work from home. They're going to get comfortable working from home, but it also will cause them to take more care of that property. Certainly, if, certainly if they're able to build a life in that property, because you've got to remember, it's your property, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, but it's their home. So anything we can do as landlords to be able to create that home environment for them, we should definitely consider that. But it also it's financial. It could create an extra income for that tenant. Now, if the tenant's smart and they're creating a, a little business or a little side venture that creates a passive income that just generates a nice income without having to put too much into it, that's added security for you. Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, because, of course, there's more chance that if they get into employment problem, they're still going to have another income to be able to pay the rent. So I think that's a really good argument to say that you should allow a tenant to run a business from your property within reason, of course. Um, but lastly, I want to 
Oh, maybe not lastly, but the, the thing I'd like you to definitely check, and I promised you earlier on, this is a big one, this is a massive one. The tenant must, must, must have the right insurances in place too. And you should request confirmation, actual evidence that there is the right insurance in place. For an example, if the tenant is providing a service, and certainly if they're providing that service from the property, like I said earlier on, hairdressing, makeup, um, massaging treatments, therapy, personal training, all of those sorts of things, they must have public liability insurance. And they must show you that they have public liability insurance. Because they can get in so much trouble if they don't have those things and something goes horribly wrong. And I'd hate for you to get dragged into that world, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. But do remember a couple of things, key things here. First of all, remember that any terms that you agree with that tenant must be in writing. Keep it reasonable. That's the key word here. If you go and stand in front of a judge and the judge and the tenants arguing that you refuse them the right to run the business and the judge will, will look at this and say, is that a reasonable rejection of that request? That's the key word to remember. Get a good letting agent as well. If you've got a letting agent in this situation and they're a good management team, then they will keep you out of this and they'll keep you compliant. They'll keep you profitable. They'll keep you, keep you protected, of course. But the last thing I want you to remember and the last thing to take away from all of this when you're making decisions about this type of stuff is that you have to you have to allow the tenant to be able to live. Because remember, it's, it's your property. Yes, it's your investment, your property, your bricks, your mortar, but it's their home. And I promise you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, if you go out of your way to give that tenant a home, then they will stay there long term. They will pay you your rent every single month and they will look after that property as much as they can. If you restrict them from feeling as homely as they possibly can, they're less likely to look after the property and they're less likely to pay rent if times get tough. So remember that it's your property, but it's their home. That should be a little tagline or something like that. Um, OK, so I hope that helps. Uh, if you have just tuned in, then basically I'm talking about can a tenant, ton of butter. You can tell this is live, huh? But can a tenant run a business from a rental property? And we've been through seven things that you need to know. So if you missed all that, go back, start again. Um, and if you want to talk about your property, your rental property, if you need to find a tenant or you need to... Um, know talk about management of your rental property doesn't matter where you are in the country yes my main core business is based in Portsmouth but I also operate around the country too I can connect you up with the right people get in contact comment below I'll I'll uh, get in touch with you if you liked this video like 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 subscribe 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 and uh, hopefully we can help as many landlords as we can thank you very much for listening my name's Tom Sone and this is the anonymous landlord Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy.
Invest, enjoy, repeat, and grow.